0: We don't have to worry about conserving anybody for tomorrow, and we won't. We won't worry about conserving a guy for, you know, hopefully getting to LA. Uh, you pitch the guys to win the game, and you, you go for, it, you know, like like no other game. That's that's how that's how we're going to approach it.
1: And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. Well, tonight's a big night for the Milwaukee Brewers. The one-game wild card against the Washington Nationals. Just after 7 o'clock, that game's going to get underway. So 6.30, pregame is going to begin here on WKTY. The game, of course, also on TBS tonight. First pitch right after 7 o'clock. I don't know if it's really sunk in with me yet. I don't think it has. Knowing that the Brewers season could end tonight, right? We've had a, a just about a Brewers game every single day, going back all the way until April. You know, it, we become so accustomed to it. we become so used to it. It, it i don't think it's really hit me yet that the Brewers' season could end tonight it's a one game wild card where anything can happen which is pretty crazy isn't it 162 games in the regular season all comes down to one game tonight at least for those wild card teams right pretty crazy when you think about it right the nfl playoff games are one game but only 16 regular season games it's not like you play 100 regular season games and then lay it all on the line one night right the nba they they play 82 games in the regular season. At least that comes down to a, a five or a seven game series. No, Major League Baseball, you make the wild card 162 games and you got to lay it all on the line one night. I don't know if it gets any more stressful. I don't know if the stakes get any higher. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you are dealing uh, with the, the 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 idea, the thought that the Brewers season could possibly come to an end tonight. It's, it, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty nerve wracking. And like I said, I don't know if it's hit me yet. We're gonna talk about this game all hour long. In fact, coming up at five thirty, we're gonna bring in uh we're gonna bring in our ringer, we're gonna bring in an extra hired gun in Hunter Baumgart, and we're gonna continue talking about uh this Brewers game. You've heard him doing some excellent work, uh both covering local games on WKTY and on WIZM and, and filling in when Dave or Scrady needs a morning off, which you know what, is it, seeming like a little bit too often, Dave and Scrady. It seems like you're slacking a little bit, but we're gonna bring in Hunter, uh bring in an extra hired gun and we are going to Dig into every little crack and cranny and crevice and detail of this upcoming wild card game tonight. I, I I was listening to um some shows from around the state of Wisconsin this morning, morning shows and afternoon shows. Right, just hear what the chatter's about. Right, hear what the discussion is about. And, and I, I was amazed and and thought it was a little bit funny because. You hear a lot of these radio hosts bring on people from Washington D.C., right? Well, we're going to break down this game with an expert from Washington, right? We're going to talk to the the play by play man of the Nationals. We're going to talk to the TV broadcaster of the Nationals. Get the inside scoop, right? I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I don't care a single thing about the Nationals. I wouldn't care if it was the Pirates. Wouldn't care if it's the Dodgers. I just. I just wouldn't care. In a one game wild card, I, I think you throw every single statistic. Every little anecdote, every assumption, you throw it right out of the window. Because you just cannot, and should not, take 162 games of data, right? Of statistics, of knowledge, and try to boil it into one game. It just doesn't work like that. I don't care what's going on with the Nationals, because I personally don't think it matters. I don't. The last couple couple of days, I've been doing this fun thing on Twitter, where I've just been bookmarking all of these, these statistics, uh, and, and little tidbits and little anecdotes that, that make it seem like the Brewers or the Nationals are going to have the advantage, right? And they all contradict each other, every single one, right? You cannot take 162 games of data and boil it down and try to project it into one game. It's just not how baseball works. It's not how sports works. So we're not going to talk about the Nationals. I'm not going to call up a, a, a radio guy from Washington, D.C. I just don't care. I, the, the The opponent tonight really doesn't matter to me. I don't care who the Brewers are playing because it's one game and literally anything can happen. So these are these are some of the little tidbits that I've saved. And I just laugh when I scroll through them because they all contradict each other, right? They all tell us different things. Which is why none of it matters. Mike Vassallo, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you should. He's a Senior Director of Media Relations for the Brewers. And he just tweets out little interesting stats. Little things that you'd never think of. Uh, and a couple of days ago, he tweeted this out: The Brewers went four and two against the Nationals this season, and have won each of the last four season series versus the Nationals. That's from 2016 to 2019. 16 and nine in their last uh, in, in their last 25 games against uh, against the Nationals. Brewers are doing pretty good. I don't care; doesn't matter to me. Uh, Ryan Wing from Fox 11. I have no clue who this guy is. Fox 11 News tweeted this out uh, uh, 23 hours ago. Max Scherzer has struggled by his standards in September, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But this that is not good at all. Four of Milwaukee's top hitters, Mike Moustakis, 6 for 36. Yasmani Grandal, 1 for 16. Kane, 0 for 15. And Braun, 0 for 14, are batting a combined 86 lifetime against Scherzer. That's, that's not a, a, an 8.6. That's not uh, uh, an 860. That's a .086. Probably Milwaukee's four best hitters, now that Christian Yelich is out, batting a career .086 against Max Scherzer. And it doesn't matter. Don't care. Because it's one game. If you want to look back at the last five or six or seven National League wildcard games, ever since they've added that extra wildcard spot, the road team, which the Brewers are tonight, have won five of seven of the last NL wildcard games. Mike Vasalo tweeting that out. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Mike Visallo also tweeting this about Brandon Woodruff. Uh, the, the, the team in Brandon Woodruff starts this year went 18-4, and four, including a 7-3 win against Washington on May 8th at Miller Park. That was the last time Brandon Woodruff faced the Nationals. Had a good outing. Six innings pitched, four hits, one run. Nine strikeouts. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Because it all boils down to one game tonight. Better coverage. Found this little tidbit earlier today. Max Scherzer's September ERA is 5-16. Not great. The Nationals record at home during Scherzer's starts this year, six and nine. Not great. The Brewers' record on the road during a Brandon Woodruff start, six and three. Well, all those stats would tell you that maybe the Brewers have got a pretty good shot tonight. Don't care. It doesn't matter because it's all coming down to one game. You see the theme here? Right for the last couple of days, as Wisconsin Sports Radio and Sports TV and sports writers have have tried to talk and tried to analyze this game, it can't be analyzed. It can't be predicted. Because baseball is such a, a heavy quantity sport, right? 162 game regular season. You cannot take that information, those statistics, those analytics, boil it down and predict how tonight's going to go. It's one game. That's what makes it so hectic. That's what makes it so so unpredictable. And that really is is why you ultimately want to win the division, right? Because baseball is supposed to be predictable. 162 games. We have a pretty good idea of what teams are good, what teams aren't, right? Right? Five seven game series. You'd like to think the best team normally comes out on top because it's not a it's not a sudden death playoff game, right? You you have a series to play. The wild card game kind of defies all of baseball logic, right? And that's why you want to avoid the wild card if at all possible. Which is why it really would have been nice. Brewers had one final good series to close out their already amazing September. Maybe try to steal that division away from the Cardinals. And then they would have tonight off. But, but part of it, don't get me wrong, is really fun. I think tonight is going to be really fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see how Craig Council, uh, manages things and the Nationals manage their business because you don't win tonight, you go home. And that leads to some managing decisions, some managing styles that you don't typically see in major league baseball games. So it's going to be fun. It's hectic. It's unpredictable. And any statistic, right? Any, any story or any stat that you've read, throw it out the window because it doesn't matter. It's only one game. That's why we're not going to talk to Washington Nationals people today. That's why I'm not going to have a Brewers beat writer on. None of it matters. We'll talk about it. We'll share our opinions. We're going to have a good time. But ultimately, we're going to sit back and and probably be surprised by the result. I don't think tonight is going to go how anybody is predicting it. So one game wild card. It's how it goes. Coming up at 530, we're going to be joined by Hunter Baumgart, uh, who does excellent work both here on WIZM, or our sister station, WIZM, and right here, uh, on WKTY, we're going to get his thoughts and we're going to have a conversation uh, coming up at 530. I-, I told you stats don't matter and I told you the the opponent doesn't matter, but there are some very interesting differences between the Brewers and the Nationals. A- and I think how they will game plan for tonight, how these two managers are going to try to 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 get through 27 outs, right? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to get through 27 outs whether you starters, relievers. I think these two teams are constructed very differently. They have very different strengths. And I think their game plan tonight is going to be very different. Maybe we can try to figure it out a little bit. Maybe what the roadmap for both of these teams tonight is going to look like. Let's talk about that. We'll talk to Hunter coming up in about 15 minutes as well. Uh Previewing all things Brewers Nationals tonight on the Wisco Sports Show presented by Played Again Sports. Back in a moment here on WKTY. <laughs> sports show rolls on here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. I am your host. Thanks for hanging out. There's a kind of nervousness in the air. The Brewers and the Nationals playing that one game wild card coming up here now in less than two hours. We're talking about it, talking about all things Brewers. We're actually bringing in an extra gun. Hunter Baumgart going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes. Kind of a Brewers roundtable type of thing, if you will. I think there are some fascinating differences between the Brewers and between the Nationals. Now, uh, if you missed the first segment of the show, I don't think it matters who the Brewers play tonight. It's one game; anything can happen, right? I'm not going to focus too much on the Nationals. I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time focusing on the Brewers' opposition in a one-game wild card. Now, you get in a five or a seven-game series, things change a little bit because you have to know the strengths and the weaknesses. Of that team, because over the course of five or seven games, they're going to adjust. They're going to tweak. Teams start to figure each other out. Tonight, it might as well be the Yankees. Might as well be the Reds, the Pirates, the Marlins. It just doesn't matter. It's one game, right? Baseball's funny like that. I don't really care what's going on with the Nationals, but I do think it's fascinating. The difference between Washington and Milwaukee. And I want to look at the starting lineups. I want to look at the... The actual wild card game roster. Who's actually active for these games? Because I think that's super telling. Uh, interestingly enough, sadly not active, but in the dugout. Uh, is Christian Yelich. Keston Hira was asked in the presser just a little bit ago about what that means and, and what that feels like for the Brewers team. I thought it was pretty cool. Take a listen to this. We don't have to worry about conserving anybody. That's Craig Council. We already heard from Craig Council as well, saying that he doesn't have to conserve anyone, doesn't have to manage scared tonight. Keston Hero talking about Christian Yelich. I think out of everyone here, he's the one that wants to be on the field the most right now. Um, you know, he lives for these kind of moments and uh, you know everything he's done the whole year. Um, you know he works hard towards to get to this point, and um, you know even though he won't be on the field, he'll be in the dugout or in the clubhouse, and um, that, that's going to be huge for us. Just knowing that he's there behind us, um, when he's been there for us the whole year. Keston Hira starting at second base tonight for the Brewers. So this is their their starting lineup: uh, Trent Grisham, Yasmani Grandal, Mike Moustakis, Keston Hira, Ryan Braun, Eric Thames, Orlando Arcia. Uh, Lorenzo Cain and Brandon Woodruff. Now, all those players playing the positions you'd probably expect. N- no huge surprises uh, in the lineup card. I maybe thought that Manny Pena might start a catcher and might throw, uh, maybe throw Yasmani Grandal at first base. I thought that would probably be the only maybe tweak that Craig Council could have made. Now, Manny Pena is still active on the roster. Both of these two teams have to turn in a specific playoff roster just for this game, almost like it's its own series. Right, Because you can only have so many players active after the month of September where 40 men are able to be active and in the dugout each and every night, which is is a a big difference. Right, The Nationals and the Brewers are constructed very differently. They have very different strengths and, and therefore have built their active roster tonight very differently. The story, and if you've been paying attention, it sounds like the Washington Nationals might and could use three starting pitchers tonight. They could. I don't think they're going to. I think they'd be silly to. But they're starting Max Scherzer. It sounds like the first man out of the gate might be Steven Strasburg, and then they could throw Patrick Corbin as well. This Nationals team is very top heavy, and and I say that it, it sounds like an, an insult and negative. It's it's not, but but they are very strong at starting pitcher. Whereas the Brewers are a little bit softer at starting pitcher, and, and the Brewers' strength is more in their bullpen. Right? Think about that. The, the Washington Nationals' the story is they could use their best three starters tonight. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. Meanwhile, the Brewers, they're not really even pitching a starter in the traditional sense. Yeah, Brandon Woodruff was a starter all year, but he's on a little bit of a pitch count. He probably only throws two or three innings, right? Unless he's really throwing gas. But even then, I'd be surprised if he goes more than four. Definitely not going past five, right? The Brewers... They're barely even using a starter tonight. They're using Brandon Woodruff as more of an opener. See if he can't eat those first two or three innings before turning it over to the pen. Meanwhile, I think the Nationals, they would be glad if the only pitcher they use is their closer, uh, and that is uh, Sean Doolittle, and the name is hilarious, and so is his face. The glasses that he wears, he's just a funny-looking dude. I think in a perfect world, they'd have Scherzer go eight shutout innings, and then they'd roll their closer out for the ninth. I don't think Craig Council is considering that possibility, right? I don't think Craig Council is, is considering with his staff, well, what if Brandon Woodruff pitches eight innings? Like, that that ain't happening. Craig Council ain't letting that happen, right? Washington sounding like they could use their three best starters. Milwaukee not really even using a starter tonight at all. And and you see the strengths and the weaknesses in these two teams. It shows up in the in the active roster for tonight, right? Right. The Brewers, they're all in on their bullpen. That is the strength of their team. Craig Council has managed their bullpen really well, and they play to that strength, right? They really have one true starter on their active 25-man roster. That's it. They have Jordan Lyles, and I don't think they, I think he's a last-ditch emergency arm tonight. I don't think he's going to pitch. Brandon Woodruff tonight is going to be used as an opener. He is the other starting pitcher on the roster, and they also have Chase Anderson, who started games this year, but I don't think he's starting a playoff game for this Brewers team. The Brewers really have three starters on their active roster and really only one of them is a starter right now in the traditional sense. I think only one of them would be trusted to pitch more than four or five innings and that's Jordan Lyles and I don't think Craig Council's is going to use him tonight. I think he's on there for emergency purposes. I just think he's on there because he's on there, right? The Brewers loading up on relievers and the Nationals on the other hand have a completely different roster makeup and I think we'll have a completely different approach to tonight's game. Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg... And Max Scherzer, their three best starters, right? Well, the Brewers really don't have three starters, period, on their active roster. Which is a very stark difference. Both of these teams are going to bring a very different approach tonight. And both of these managers are going to bring a very different approach tonight as well. The Brewers, their strength in the bullpen. The Nationals, their strength more in their starters. And the statistics are interesting. Because the Nationals' bullpen, they make it sound awful. And it's not it's not great. Don't get me wrong, but it's improved. I, I think the interesting stats and the stats you need to look at are after the trade deadline, right? Because the Brewers bullpen got better after the trade deadline, as did Washington. Before the trade deadline this year, before the trade deadline, Washington was dead last. They were thirtieth. They were ranked thirtieth in the league in bullpen ERA in reliever ERA. Right. Well, Milwaukee, the Brewers, they were kind of middle of the road. They were seventeen. Right. Like Josh Hader was pretty good, but Jeremy Jeffress never really arrived, and, and Corey Knebel. Never pitched, obviously, and Corbin Burns just really didn't work out at either place. They were kind of a mess. They make a couple of trades at the trade deadline, and they they bolster their bullpen a little bit. They improve. Right, well, the Nationals did the same thing. Post-trade deadline, the Brewers, are, they're at 7th in the majors with an ERA of 3.88. Right, the Nationals grew a little bit. They're at 14. Right, so they went from, from dead last to, to middle of the pack. Now, they made a couple of trades, Hudson, Elias, Strickland, and they're... They're veteran pitchers, right? They they have experience and they're they're solid, but they didn't really pick up a difference maker. Neither did the Brewers, but the Brewers already have a couple difference makers, right? Especially with Josh Hader. I think that you have a pitcher like that in your bullpen, you can figure a lot of the rest out. Brewers finding that strength in their bullpen. Nationals are going to look more to their starters, not to their bullpen at all. Like I said, I, I think if the Nationals could have their way, their perfect plan of attack tonight would be Max Scherzer to go eight innings and then Doolittle come in and pitch the ninth. Or Scherzer throw like seven, Strasburg throws eight, and then Doolittle throws nine. Because I truly don't think they trust a reliever other than Doolittle in high leverage situations. I I think the Brewers do, but the Brewers, look, Craig Council, the the possibility of Brandon Woodruff throwing eight innings tonight and turning it over to Josh Hader, that possibility has not even crossed his mind. Like, that's not even an idea that's kicked around. There's no game plan for that. Sounds like Brandon Woodruff is going to pitch two, maybe three innings tonight. And he's just going to be a, an opener, uh, in a sense, for Craig Council and this Brewers team. Brewers don't even have more than one true starter on their active roster. These two teams are very different, and they have very different strengths. But ultimately, for both of these managers, it's going to be about getting 27 outs, however you can. Because if you don't get those 27 outs, you don't win, tomorrow doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if you save your best arms, uh, or, you, or, or you're able to... To get through the game efficiently. That that doesn't matter because if you don't win, your season's over, right? It doesn't matter if you have rested arms. It doesn't matter if you have a fresh Doolittle or a fresh Strasburg or, or, or a fresh Patrick Corbin. It just doesn't matter. So really it is about just getting 27 outs any way you can tonight. And I think the Nationals are going to try to do that through using their starters. Probably multiple starters, right? I think Steven Strasburg will be the first pitcher out of the gate. The Brewers, I I, I don't know. I don't know who that second pitcher out of the gate is, but I don't think Brandon Woodruff goes more than two, three, maybe four innings. If Brandon Woodruff pitches into the fifth, I'll be amazed. My jaw will hit the floor tonight. Not because I I, I don't think Brandon Woodruff is a good pitcher and could pitch that long. I just don't think Craig Council will let him. And I think we have years of precedent and many, many playoff games and high leverage games and must-win games of precedent for Craig Council, who just has a short leash with his starting pitchers. Very rested bullpen as well. A lot of their aces haven't pitched since Saturday, some Friday. right? So Craig Council has a lot of reason to trust his bullpen. Whereas the Nationals, they're going to ride more of their starters tonight. We're going to talk a lot about these teams' differences uh, and maybe what the strategy is going to be tonight. Brewers Nationals will start at, I think, right after 7, like 7.08. Tonight is the first pitch, which is dumb. But 6.30 pregame here on WKTY. 705. Uh, we'll make it a 705 first pitch, call it even. Uh, we're actually going to talk to Hunter Baumgart, WKTY, and WIZM's Hunter Baumgart coming up next. We're going to do kind of a, a, a brewer's round table of sorts. Look at it that way. We're going to try to talk just about every single aspect of this game tonight and maybe feel a little bit better, or maybe psych ourselves out and make ourselves feel worse <laughs> by the end of the hour. Hunter Baumgart coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show, presented by Played Against Sports here on WKTY. <laughs> This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY, 96.7 FM and 580 AM. You can always stream on our mobile app and at WKTYsports.com. I am your host, Graham Bills. Joining me now, uh, my cohort here at WKTY and on WIZ, I'm Hunter Baumgart. Hunter, what's up?
0: Not too much. Super excited for this game tonight, and uh, happy to be with you.
1: Yeah, dude. How was How was Fest? How was your Oktoberfest?
0: Oktoberfest was good. Um, it was just, I'm always amazed every single year at the amount of people that oh are God. in this town on one specific weekend. It's unreal. And, and it really and, is.
1: And kind of in a tight area, too. Yeah, like, especially
0: around campus, for sure. And then, of course, downtown, as you get later on Friday and Saturday nights, It's it's really incredible.
1: Everything... From campus from UWL down to the river is basically packed to a T. It was difficult to watch sports this weekend, right? I watched yeah. I watched the Packer the Packers Eagles game at least the first half down at the fest grounds, which was fun. They did a pretty good job. Like they had they had a big TV, which I expected, but they also had like the audio on on big speakers, mm. which is kind of nice because I you're probably like me when I can't yeah. hear the game, I feel like I'm I'm half blind. Well, I'm without a sense. I agree. Like Some without people- my ears.
0: Yeah, some people
1: it doesn't bother. Like I have friends who like to throw on music when they watch sports, and I I can't yes. do
0: it. Yes, my roommate actually did that on Thursday night with the, yeah, Eagles. Really? and I was just like, I just want to hear. Yeah, as much as people don't like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, for some reason I don't yeah. understand why yeah. but they don't, and so they try to drown them out, and I don't agree.
1: I see like a regular season Brewer game, like if it was July, and I have friends over, and and we're hanging out and we're talking, like okay, turn music on, like you can watch a baseball game in the background, right? Packer games I can't. Like, like Badger Games, I can't. And Thursday night was, was nice. They had the speakers set up, but we also tried to watch a brewer game or two at a bar downtown, and it was, it was just mm. tough. So it kind of yeah. feels nice that it's back to normal. Plus, they lost all the games. Yeah, they did. That's very true. So uh, I guess the, the beer and the Oktoberfest probably helped with that part of it as well. I, I think it's funny. Well, let's start where I started my show. We'll start at the beginning. Yeah. I, I don't really care who the brewers are playing tonight. Like, I don't, I'm, the Nationals do not worry me any more or less than like the Dodgers would than the Pirates or the Reds would. It's it's fascinating because MLB is is such a it's a quantitative sport, right? 162 yeah. games and you have all this analytic information you have all these statistics and then you try to apply that to one winner go home game and it just doesn't work like anybody could beat anybody in one game and I think that's why it's so interesting but why it's it's also so nerve wracking, right? It's,
0: yeah, well, it's completely nerve wracking. I'm finding myself, and I've been thinking about this the last couple of days whether I've been more nervous for this game or Game Seven of the NLCS. And sure. Obviously, Game Seven of the NLCS was way more. Well, there were more, you know, more. Everything was on the table in that yeah. game, right? You could go to the World Series. Well, this is you could go to the Division Series, yeah. which we were in last year. So, yeah. as, as talking about the Brewers, so it, when you think about it, it's it's a lot. The stakes are lower. Um, but it's just nerve wracking because it's just one game. And like you said, the whole season is series and gets one hundred and sixty-two games. I heard um Seth Everett, who joins Bill Michaels talk you know on on our station on WKTY yeah. at noon on Wednesdays, he was talking, he said, <laughs> Look, the in order to not be in this wildcard game and not have this one game playoff, just win more yeah. and win your division. Which is kind of true. If the Brewers would have taken advantage of what they had in front of them this weekend against the Rockies, the Cardinals Put it on a silver platter for it. They did. It. And the Brewers didn't take advantage, and thus they deserve to be in this game. And yeah. if they play well enough to win, then they deserve to be in the NLDS. But I think it's 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 so true that, you know what? Yes, the one game is kind of silly, and we'd all prefer, to, prefer it to be a series, especially because we're in it now. Yeah. But then you push everything back, and the division winners have a week off. And all of a sudden, it's like all the mojo maybe from the division winners is gone. And so you know what? If you're a wildcard team, you get penalized a little bit.
1: i and and I don't think it's unfair, like I said and, right. and if and if I do think it's unfair, this is not the time to voice that because right. it's yeah. obviously every Brewers fan is going to feel that way at this point. yeah. I look, I, I think this one game wild card just fully illustrates how damn difficult it is to win in baseball and to make the postseason and to get past the first weekend. Yeah. like look, the NBA playoffs, You have to be really bad not to make it. Yep. And you're at least guaranteed a seven-game series right off the bat. Like, you have time to catch your breath, right? Like, so let's say as Bucks fans, it had been seven or eight years since we had made the playoffs. We had a magical year, right? We made the playoffs, say, as a sixth seed, right? Nothing amazing, but, but not garbage, like not the last team. We have kind of at least a week and a half or two weeks to enjoy that, right? Exactly. The Brewers clinched a playoff spot, which has only happened, let's see, this is the fourth time in my lifetime. Yep. We, we enjoyed it for a weekend, and it could all be over tonight. You're right. Which, exactly. just, which just fully shows how difficult it is to be good in baseball and to win in the playoffs, or even to make the playoffs. It, baseball is just such an, an interesting sport like that. It really is.
0: It's so hard to get to the playoffs, like you said. And people were getting on, well, Brewers fans, and, and the Brewers for having such a big celebration in the dugout after clinching. There it's was what some,
1: every team does. It's whatever
0: team does, but also people were like, well, yeah, you made the second wild card. Who cares? You made yeah. the postseason. There's, what, 15 teams in the NL? You were one of five that made it. Mm-hmm. And you won 89 games did they get tonight? I don't think they got to nine. I think 89. Yeah, yeah think 89. Right. right. And check, so but. that's not easy to do. They want an incredible September run to do it. Yes. You should celebrate every single postseason birth. Absolutely. And so for the fans and for, it was mostly of other teams or, or national pundits who were like, they shouldn't be celebrating a second wild card. That's it dumb. doesn't matter. You got to the playoffs and you should be celebrating.
1: That's just dumb. It's so hard to be good in baseball. Like baseball yeah. is like in the NFL, or in or in March Madness, right? Any any league or any sport with single elimination games, yep. right? Anybody can get hot and win a couple baseball games. It's so hard for a disadvantaged, and here I'm, I'm going to play the victim, not really, but it's so hard. For, <laughs> it's so hard for a, a disadvantaged small market team that has less money, less resources. Yep. Over 162 games, right? It's not like a month where right. you're like okay, get hot and, and anybody can get in. No, you yeah. have to prove it for 162 games. And then you gotta get in and try to force your way through this one game wild card. Like you should absolutely celebrate. I thought that was so dumb, and I'm glad you brought it up because I had yeah. I hadn't touched on it yet. That's so that's just so stupid.
0: The the teams that like say the Brewers got in, you know, a smaller market than the over the Chicago Cubs. The Rays are in the wild card game over the Boston Red yeah. Sox. You know that that should be celebrated no matter what. And clearly those teams like the Brewers, like the Rays, don't get to the playoffs as many times as the yeah. Red Sox and and the Cubs have made it. You know, what is it four straight years before this year? Yeah. So celebrate. They made only made it... T- it's not like they've made it 10 years in a row when they got the second wild card. They yeah. made it... This is back-to-back seasons for the first time since the 80s, yeah. early 80s. And so, it. yeah, like you said, it should be celebrated.
1: I'm, I'm never going to fault... And the Dodgers... Look, the Dodgers make the playoffs... Let's say they make the playoffs 12 years in a row. That 12th year, spray the champagne in the clubhouse. Right? I don't care. That's what it's <laughs> for. Like, that's what baseball... It may not do.
0: mean as much to the fans because Maybe they're not. kind of used to it by then. Yeah, but still, it's still going to be exciting, and you should still should sell. Tell
1: that to those players who earned it, you know, over exactly. over those hundred some odd games. So I'm I'm with you there, the Spangenberg's so, of the world. Yeah, exactly. Spangenberg might never get an opportunity like that right. again. So I, it is interesting when you look at these starting these starting lineups, right? How much the the Brewers starting lineup and their lineup yeah. card has changed throughout the year. I'm trying to to piece together how Craig Council is going to m- navigate his way through oh, 27 man. outs yeah. tonight. And, and, okay, I, I'm going to ask you point blank. Sure. If you're Craig Council, would you start Jordan Lyles tonight? No. You'd start Brandon Woodruff.
0: Yeah, because I think he's your, even though Jordan Lyles has been so good, Woodruff has the stuff to start a do-or-die game. I think he has the stuff to start a game-one game. I don't know. Lyles has been completely solid. But I was even iffy on whether Yolish should have started, like, game 163 because it's, sure. you just have to have that electric ability to, and I just think Woodruff has that, and he has the stuff. He has the, you know, the command. He has the super fast fastball stuff like that. That just is just has has that electricity. But Jordan Lyles has been fantastic, so an argument could be made for him. But no, I would have went with Woodruff. So, so
1: you're looking for more the intangibles rather than just the stuff. I mean, both have been good. Brandon Woodruff right. was injured. I, I think a lot of what I've read and a lot of what I've heard in interviews with players and with Craig Counts in this Brewers front office is just Brandon Woodruff. He just builds confidence in those around him. Like, I I think because he's been in those big moments, it's wild to me. Think about this, Hunter. It's wild to me that Brandon Woodruff for the, for most of last season wasn't up in the majors, right? They, they bring him up later on in the year. Yeah. Right. So, so I I shouldn't say most of the year. He was up and down. He was not a key cog on that team until later on in the year. And he's hitting bombs off Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs. (laughs) Right. It just, is unreal. just being an opener. So I, yeah. I think there must be something to Brandon Woodruff. And and look, you and I have never been around him. Right. We, no. we don't know what those dynamics are like. But I think there is something to Brandon Woodruff and his personality that just makes people believe in him for, yes. for lack of a more specific way to put it. I, I just think the Brewers feel good with him on the mound, regardless of how his stuff lines up with Lyles or how his numbers line up with Lyles or any other starting pitcher.
0: And it's interesting. I, I was I was thinking about you know after Woodruff, sure, right? That's where the debate really starts because yeah. we know Woodruff is going to start, and we don't know how long he's going to go. And I think part of it might depend on the score of the game, um, depending on how long he goes. But I, it's possible. I don't think I heard you talking about this before we before I came on that you don't think Lyles is going to pitch tonight. I also think that just because yes, there's no tomorrow at this point, but there he is at the same time. That's a good way to look because at because. There, Craig Council's like I don't have to, you know, I don't, I don't think he said these words, but basically said he doesn't have to manage. Scared, yeah. right? He he can just go in and, and do whatever, he, do whatever, do whatever it takes to win tonight's game. But then again, you want to probably save Jordan Lyles for a, a game one against the Dodgers on Thursday. However, I I think it's still plausible that Lyles shows up tonight for a couple innings. Say if they're up, let's say Woodruff goes like three and a third or mm-hmm. something, and they're up by. 2 or 3 you could pitch Lyles for a couple get Suter in there for a couple all of a sudden you're in the 8th inning and you're already warming up, Hader.
1: Yeah, and you haven't used any of your uh, any of your bullpen other than right. Josh Hader. Yep. I, I just don't know if using Jordan Lyles gives you an advantage over using some of your bullpen guys. That's like, I possible. Think, I, I think Jordan Lyles is good, but I think he is also less expendable than some of those bullpen arms that they would probably use to eat innings five through eight. Yeah. Right or five through seven. Yep. I, I just don't know. Let's actually check out what Craig Council had to say. For those who missed it earlier, this is what Craig Council said. Uh, about how he's going to handle his pitchers tonight. We don't have
0: to worry about conserving anybody for tomorrow, and we
1: won't. We won't worry about conserving a guy for
0: you know. Hopefully, getting to LA, uh, you pitch the guys to win the game,
1: and you, you go for it, you know like like no other game. That's that's how that's how we're going to approach it. I think, like like you said, Hunter, there is no tomorrow, but there also. Kind of is at the same <laughs> right. time, right? Like you're playing offense yeah. and you're also thinking about playing defense at the same time. A- and look, we're not going to get into predictions. We got to take a break here in a minute. Yeah. I'm not going to get into predictions. Maybe you have one that you feel great about. If I were no. a betting man and if I were predicting tonight's game, I would probably go with the Brewers just because I believe in Craig Council so bleeping in this, much.
0: Yes. In this type of environment, I, complete, I completely think so. Yeah. In this type of game, I think this is the, this is, this should be renamed if the Brewers win this tonight, the Craig Council wildcard game. Because I think he <laughs> yes. he is the one who kind of formed this way of winning one game. And I think if there's anybody that should be in this game and can win, it's Craig Council and the Brewers.
1: I agree, and that's why I'm actually feeling pretty good. I, I don't know what to expect tonight. It's only right. one game, but I'm feeling good with Craig Council. Let's talk about that. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show and continue to preview Brewers Nationals coming up next. This is the Brewers, uh, this is the Brewers uh, edition of the Wisco Sports Show presented by Played Against Sports. You're listening to WKTY. Final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out. We're getting ready for Brewers Nationals. Uh, just a little bit less than two hours away. 7.05, first pitch, 6.30 pregame. You'll hear that here on WKTY. Joining me to, to discuss it, to break it down, Hunter Baumgart. Hunter, I I feel good about the Brewers' chances, and, and maybe I've just talked myself into feeling good about the Brewers' chances, just because I believe in Craig Council.
0: Yeah. I, I think I believe in Craig Council, like I said before the break. It's just a, the guy has earned so much respect, I think, from not only the Brewers fans and the people who cover the Brewers, but just around Major League Baseball. He's the longest-tenured manager in the NL now, and he just continues to prove year after year that he continues to get better as well. Like He had a better team last year than he did in September this year, and he went on an incredible run this year in September, 20-7. and It's just unreal.
1: I I think he just has... He just has figured it out how to manage yeah. with expanded rosters in September and how to navigate around injuries and how to get outs, whether your starting rotation is great or whether your bullpen is great. He, he just knows how to take pieces to a puzzle and get them to fit whether or not they actually fit right. right. And, and I think like the last two years that that or the last year or so that I've been doing this show, I, I think coaching is about getting the most out of your best players. Right, like Craig Council's job tonight is going to be, if the Nationals are going to beat the Brewers, they need to go through Brandon Woodruff and Josh Hader, right? Yep. And and all of the best arms, because if if the Nationals beat the Brewers and they don't beat Josh Hader, they don't beat Brandon Woodruff. Craig Council didn't give the Nationals his best shot, the Brewers' best shot, right? Right, exactly. You have to go through their best players, and, and Craig Council's best players, most impactful players, have been in the bullpen. Yes, and baseball really not designed like in a perfect world. You would really not even have to use your bullpen. Right, So right. so how he has turned that into a strength to an advantage when most managers would just rather not deal with it is, is pretty impressive to me. And I think shows just exactly how smart, how tactful, how good he has become uh, at, at being a Major League Baseball manager. And he's now the longest tendered manager in the National League, which blows my mind because it doesn't feel very long ago. I can still remember his first game against Clayton Kershaw when mm. they won at Miller Park. I feel like that was a week ago.
0: Yes, it, it, right. It it's doesn't feel like it's been since 2015 at all. Um, but like you said, he's the longest tenured manager in the NL, and he's look. He it, it's your it's the manager's job to put your p- p- players yeah. in the best position to win, and he is just so good at that. I mean, he's just the way he uses the players, and I know he has a lot of help from analytics, and and he has other people talking in his ear a little bit, like the bench coach and whatnot. But that guy's ultimately the decision maker, and so he's the one going out and making the moves, and he's done just fantastic as far. And David Stearns has obviously given him well, the the tools to work with. But also, he's just done he's done a lot with those tools, and, and some of those tools haven't been the greatest, right? Jordan Lyles had a, just a terrible ERA with the Pirates, and he has just completely switched that around how they've used him. And sure, other people have to do with that, but Craig Council is the main guy.
1: It's it's pretty wild to me. I, I was reading a story on The Athletic earlier today, and I don't remember which one it was. I, I was trying to find it real quick, and I, and I don't think I'm going to be able to talking about how Craig Council is this this perfect manager where he has embraced analytics, right? And, mm-hmm. and he fully grasps their potential and their usefulness, and he knows when to utilize them and when to go off a gut feeling, right? Yeah, Craig Council yeah. doesn't go off a gut feeling a whole lot. No, he doesn't. Right? It, it seems a lot like we're yelling, well, you you should just bunt there. You, like, you just got to have yeah, a feel right, for right. it. <laughs> Craig Council does have a feel for it. It kind of feels like 75% of the time he's running with analytics. Yep. And then, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe 25% of the time he's going off a gut feeling, but especially the last two years in September, that gut feeling has always come at the right time. Like he knows when to, to use which method, right? Which like almost right brain, left brain, when to use the mathematics and when to say, you know what? I got a feeling I'm going to go with it. That's such a difficult balance to find, right? right? Because if, if analytics were easy, right? and And you're saying, well, he's got people in his ear. He's got bench coaches helping him, which he does. But if all it took was a good analytics department to win, then Craig Counsell would not be the longest tenured manager that's in the true. National League. Right? There would be a lot of guys doing. There it. has to be it's, more to that. Yep. It, it, it it takes nuance to know when yep. to go with the numbers and when to you know go with a feeling.
0: Yes, the the there's no doubt about that because it, well I've managed baseball but it's in you know little league so yeah. I can I'm not you know but you that's, do that's it. You, plenty that's more than I do. Well, yeah, a little bit, but I mean it just. You have to you have to do you have to think of obviously we don't have stats in front of us but it's still you know you you have to balance that what you, what your mind says but also what your gut says and then that's kind of the anyway you know in life you kind of feel like yeah. that but just and and I think counsel has just a fantastic balance of that he should be the manager of the year in the NL and if he isn't again, I, I just, I don't know what the guy needs to do in order to, get, I, I think he needs to win the world series in order to get the manager of the year if he uh, doesn't this year. Might
1: be what it take. I thought he should have won last year. Jim Bowden was the, yeah. the author of the piece that I read earlier today um, and, and saying that he would be his slam dunk favorite uh, to win manager of the year as well. Who won manager of the year last year? Was it Dave Roberts? I think so. See, to me, and this is my small market mentality once right. again, not playing the victim, which I do, but this is not the, <laughs> time, this is not the time to do it. No. Right. Dave Roberts, it takes a a, a certain manager to manage egos, to manage great players. And I think Joe Madden showed that it's not easy. No, right. That not anybody can do it. And I'm not, I'm, that's a different conversation for a different time. But I I think it's also very challenging and I think more noteworthy when a manager comes into an interesting situation where the starters aren't clearly defined every day and the starting rotation isn't clearly defined and your bullpen doesn't have a clearly defined setup man and closer and the manager needs to plug and play and figure it out as he goes while winning. And Craig Council's been able to do that. He would be, look, I thought he should have been manager of the year last year. I think he should definitely be manager of the year this year. I, I continue to be impressed. And that's why going into tonight, I look, I like the Brewers' chances. I'm not going to say I feel great about them winning because it is such a nerve-wracking one-game-anything-can-happen game. But I would certainly rather have Craig Council yeah. than, than any other option tonight. Yes,
0: and, and one quick thing. I know we're getting up on time here. Soon. Yeah, we're good. But uh, looking at this lineup, too, we got Grisham leading off. You, you have Grisham in the lineup. You have Hira in the lineup. You have Arcia in the lineup. Okay, these are guys who three or four years ago were like, once the rebuild is is complete and we're, we're where we want to be, that's where that's the, those are the players that we're looking at way down the line. Well, yeah. we're way down the line now, and these guys are starting for the Brewers in a wildcard game. So if you're still waiting, you know, if you're still thinking about the rebuild and think, thinking about the long term of this team, we're here. Yeah. They need to take advantage of this opportunity tonight. They just have to win one game and get to see, see face the Dodgers, see what happens. The Dodgers are a great team, but who knows? The Brewers know. are hot, and they can get back on the right track tonight and have some momentum going into that Dodgers series. And so, you know, we're here as Brewers fans. Yeah. We, we've made it to the top of the mountain. now. Now it just needs to, you know... Have some oomph behind it and get going.
1: Well, I think it's it's funny too because the thought process behind a rebuild is right. You like you go with some of your young players, but then you also trade away some young players yep. and, and you bring in new players. Well, they brought in Christian Yelich and he's yep. out, and they brought in Lorenzo Cain. So big. And he's banged up, right? And and, and Travis Shaw is, is I, I'd be amazed if he plays at all this postseason, right? <laughs> like it's the young guys, right? Yeah. And after all this time, it, it did kind of work out that way. That's something that I haven't really thought about, and and that is is very interesting. So the Brewers tonight. Playing the Nationals just after 7 o'clock. You're going to hear first pitch right here on WKTY. Hoping that we have more games Thursday and Friday.
0: I hope so too.
1: Hoping. I remember watching uh, game one against the Dodgers last year in a press box. I believe it was in Holman. Uh, with Drew Kelly, yes. and and it's funny because we're there to call high school games, right? Yep. Don't get me wrong, but we're also all, all Brewer fans, yes. So we have the game on in front of us, yep. and I remember the couple, the, the row of announcers, were all leaning around my phone that's set up on the windowsill. And Brandon Woodruff hits this knock, and we're all fist bumping, While calling the game, yeah, right? Like Drew's sure. not phased. Drew can celebrate and call a game at the same time. I hope that we have more of that this year. I
0: really hope so. I know we call a game together on the 11th of October. Let's have some Brewers baseball that night. And we can <laughs> broadcast high school football. <laughs> well, no, not that high school is yes. going to be not exciting, but just to be in the background.
1: Absolutely. So Brewers uh, Nationals tonight, 7:05. Hope it's not the last game. Back to talk about it tomorrow. Talk to you then.